Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome back to the Gallagher Trots YouTube channel. My name is Matthew and thank you for being here for another episode of Beyond the Lines. It's the show where we get an opposition supporters view when it comes to previewing Newcastle's next game. And the new season is finally upon us and to help me preview Newcastle's game on Saturday against Aston Villa, I'm joined by a very, very, very special guest. He's a stand-up comedian whose special football manager ruined my life, can be found on YouTube. You'll also find him creating content for the FM Show podcast. He is an absolute FM addict, but most importantly for this podcast, he's a follower of Aston Villa. So will you please welcome the beautiful, the brilliant, it's Tony Jameson, ladies and gentlemen. How are you doing? Mate, that's that's quite an intro, man. There was a lot of berries <laughs> there, which was like, I was sort of going, very, 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 this this is almost, this is like a sort of delusions of grandeur at this point. Like, we want to well, we want to peg this down a little bit. Like, what we've got <laughs> is, is someone who's available. That's what you want to be looking for. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're much more special than that, Tony. But I mean, oh, very kind. We'll, we'll get to... Villa and we'll get the Newcastle versus Villa at the weekend, but mm-hmm. can't have yourself on without talking about the the what's the word I can talk, what's the word best way to describe it. But football manager is is just an enigmatic force in itself. It's took hold of many of us on your on your set, and I implore people to to, to seek out Tony's special football manager. Uh, Ruin my life. It's actually filmed at the stand in Newcastle as well. There's a bit in that way you say that you ask the crowd, like, how long have you been playing this? How long have you been? And one gentleman said, I'm five years clean. Yeah. I myself are three years clean. I I fell in love with Crew Alexander during those difficult lockdown, well, say months, nearly a year, and turned that place around, made it my own. Uh, never won the title, but I did win the Champions League. And for me, it's just, I, I, I don't think I'll ever better that, and I'll never go back to it. Is it, 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 Are you still as addicted to football manager now as you ever were? I'd probably say more so, to be honest. <laughs> um, like, so so it's really interesting. So obviously, like, we did the show. So the show itself, like the first incarnation of the show is is, is 10 years old now. Like, so we are kind of, 
we were discussing just before we start hitting record, like, you know, is there more plans for anything? Like, we are potentially looking, like, at a sort of 10-year um, anniversary special. So we might do something, like, next year or, or the year after, which I know will be slightly past the 10 years. But that was all built around, like, this this Blythe Spartan save where where I, I did the whole thing. I, I went from, like, sort of uh, what was Blue Square North at the time up to, to winning the Champions League and, and the Premier League and that sort of stuff. And, and that was amazing, right? But then the games got really difficult since then. <laughs> so my achievement levels have gone down and down and down and down and down. And then I was like, so sort of oh, maybe I like, you know, doing talk about the show and talking about football manager and like feeling like I was being typecast as a comic. So I was trying to sort of like step away from it a little bit. Then, I mean, you mentioned, you know, the, 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 the pandemic, like that happened. And I just had like my first, my first kid was like a year old at that point. The second one was literally just, just born. It was like a few months old at that point. And then like- Good, good youth production. Uh, mate, I'm trying my best, man. I really am. Like, I'm not. I'm not going to say Wonder Kids just yet, right? But I'm going to say like, there's definitely some players in the youth academy right there, right? And um, and like, I, I got in touch with a with a mate of mine who's uh, he was sort of an, a, 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 pre- a presenter, and he was like, so sort of, look, you know, we need to do something like during the pandemic, and like, so we started talking about doing a podcast, and because he was coming back into playing the game as well, mm-hmm. and obviously SI then just gave it away for free for everyone, because like, you know, we've we've all got nothing to do, we might as well try and do something, and. I just fell back in, man. I went like deep in it as well. <laughs> I wasn't even just like, cause I'd never go back to Blythe cause like I've already done that. So I ended up in Indonesia. That's like how deep I went in. I was just like, what's like Blythe? Indonesia, a bit. <laughs> so, a bit? A bit, yeah. yeah. Weather's, weather's um, a tiny bit different. I, well, I was under the green kit. So that's probably about the same <laughs> that I've got, right? So I went in there and like, I'm sort of going, oh, I'm back in, I'm proper back in. And then like, we sort of kept going and kept going. Then we started like, so the podcast grew and then we sort of like came onto a new podcast and came on the, the FM show. And then I started streaming on Twitch and knowing there was just loads of people out there looking for that sort of stuff. And it was kind of like a nice escapism from how football is now. Again, we, we mentioned briefly before, before starting, like we feel as if football's on this kind of like this sort of this knife edge now, if it could go mm-hmm. loads of different ways. But I think the FM is kind of like, it's almost like a sort of an indication of, of what football could be, I suppose, really. Yeah. Like it's, you know, because it's, it's a different universe entirely. So, yeah, yeah. The, the, the long answer is yes, very much. I'm still part <laughs> of it. And uh, we'll can't really see an end at this point now. So, is, I mean, is there any, I mean, I, I mentioned Crew Alexander for me. I, I literally will look out for their scores now. Mm-hmm. Even, like I say, I'm not playing for three years. Um, most of that team's been dismantled now. A lot of them play for Cardiff City. A lot of them have been dotted about. They've, they've cashed in on their, on their, their assets like Perry and G and Ryan Wintle and all those lads. Mm. Good to see them doing well, though. Um, but uh, is there any other teams that you've became strangely affectionate for or you look out for purely because of experiences through football manager well when when we started st- streaming the the current save with with, with fm23 so what, so what i'm doing at this point is i'm doing what's called the british steel challenge so the idea is to win yeah. everything in england scotland wales and northern ireland so that's all the divisions <laughs> all the cups like promotions count as a trophy thankfully like so you've got like your, your vanorama north and north and south mm-hmm. so you could win the north and then have to go back to the south the welsh division one and two um and like northern ireland and we started off uh at bambridge in northern ireland and their manager they had no manager in in, in real life at the time unfortunately the, the manager um they had in real life had actually died just before the game came out so the, wow. the, the game was hard coded for there to be a vacancy we got the job right and um and we started streaming with bambridge and we started getting the bambridge players coming in the stream because they're like <laughs> who on earth would pick bambridge out of choice <laughs> <laughs> it's like third division of Northern Irish football. So there's me and a few of the Banbridge lads um, having a great time in the chat 
we signed a player from another club. He was on the bench. You mentioned Crew, Crew United, I think they're called. Yeah, the, um, the other one. The other yeah. crew. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this lad on the bench. He's in the chat going, how are you for starters? Come on. <laughs> I'm just like, I would love to, but you love haven't it. been able to hit a barn door for months. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be brutal. Got to be brutal. How is it going now? Are you, are you, are you, have you progressed at all? Like, we have. So- we've, we've got, so there's 35 trophies to win or 35 sort of like leagues and cups to win. We've done 16 so far. So we're 20 seasons in. So that's not too bad. Like, you know, just, just yeah. shy of one a year. Uh, helped a lot by a quadruple at Celtic. Um, which really sort of helped bump it up in the treble at TNS uh, in Wales. But, um, but yeah, we're currently leads at the minute, back in the Premier League, which feels a bit weird because we've gone through everything. Um, so, so we're now into the sort of the part of the universe where all the players are now new gens and no one's really real anymore. So yeah, yeah. this is where the fun bit happens, right? Yeah, it's always you always want to get to that point because I feel like when you finally find... Because you, you get an affection for... And again, to reference especially, you directly talk about these players are amazing in the game and didn't go on to be too great, but you have that affection for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not going to badmouth this player because he did end up going on to be okay, but like Oscar Cardozo was always mine. Like he was the, oh, the yeah, Paraguayan, yeah. like six mm-hmm. foot four forward. Um, but like when you start getting regens, you just build up their own backstory. You love them to bits and you can be betrayed by them. You can have them mm-hmm. till like, till like the last, oh, just, it was amazing. Have you ever had that affinity with, with a regen? Oh, so many, so many. Like, I've, I've, got a, I've got a son in my current game. Like, I've genuinely oh, got a son. That's the like, dream. That's, that's the, the dream. first time that's ever happened in, like, all the years of playing. And uh, and I just we just did it by chance. I was like, oh, Google Jameson. Just see if there's any more uh, Jamesons in the database. Um, and then there was another that turned up in my youth system. And I was like, looking at him, and I was like, and he says, oh, favorite personnel, Tory Jameson, relationship, father. And I was like, <gasps> I mean, he's not very good, I must admit, right? But, <laughs> but you've yeah. got to play the kid, anyway. I'd like, be proud of him. He's he's currently the uh, he's the youngest ever player to play for Crystal Palace and the youngest ever Crystal Palace goal scorer. So, <laughs> you know, and he's followed us around. He went to he went to Palace. I didn't take him to Celtic, but he went to uh, to TNS. He was amazing there. Pulled him in at Leeds, and then we now stuck him out on loan back with Stanley because I think that's probably about his level. Sadly, but no hard feelings. Maybe he can line up alongside his dad on the touchline one day. You know, one day, like one Al- day. Alex Bruce, Steve Bruce thing. Maybe a bit more. Oh, you've, already, you've already had more success than Steve Bruce, so you know it's it's. <laughs> so thankfully, thankfully for that, you're going to get that British Steel challenge done. I mean, the last thing I'd say about FM is, has it changed the lens? Because like you've been involved with for so long mm. like we all have but you like obviously went into sort of your profession um does it change the lens in which you view football in real life because i mean all of us who have been into fm and got an affinity for a real player that pulled from the the, the, the back pits of wherever like it's like leonardo dicaprio gift that and you, you click and you point at the telly when you see them come on for someone you're like oh my yeah. god I, I had him i had him and you wanted to do well does that does that happen with you do you find yourself sort of changing your views on things because of the game 100 percent. now what what's interesting is is i'm i'm kind of like i don't watch as much sort of like top flight football as i maybe used to over the past sort of five years six years seven mm-hmm. years whatever maybe that's part of my age maybe that's because with, with kids and stuff uh-huh. like i'm not seeing like you know saturday and sunday on the telly is no longer like watching the football it's now like having to watch blippy you know that sort of thing right? and he's <laughs> he's not massive on it to be honest um, he's not big on it no. trying to see what mr tumble's up to he's having none of that either so um <laughs> So watching like sort of people like, and I, I played during the pandemic. I took um I took Kaiser Schlauten in uh, the the th- third division of the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Took him to the Bundesliga too, and there was a lad in there called Isaac Liadji who was uh who was wanted by like Inter and Paris Saint Germain and Juventus. And I was like, I'll just I'll have a little look, see if I can get him on a free. 
And I'm like, oh, this kid's amazing. And I hadn't realized that this kid was actually meant to be amazing in real life, right? Hey. So I was telling my mate, I was like, I'm saying this kid. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's, he's meant to be all right. And then, of course, he rocks up at Sunderland last season, doesn't he? Like, Liadji yes, rocks yes. up at Sunderland. I'm like, oh, Sunderland have signed Liadji. And now he's been been shipped off. So I'm like, all oh, right, okay, maybe. It's, maybe it wasn't maybe that good. Not quite. The FMK strikes again. Exactly, yeah. So all this talk is making me want to play it so badly. But like you said, it's 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 a it's a part-time job in itself now because you need to learn where everything is. You used to have your own little tricks, and there is still the, the filters and everything you can put on it, but like some of the new features, and I'm not saying the too many cooks or anything because it's getting just more and more not like real life, but maybe mm. I guess sort of like real life. And you have yeah. to deal with some boring admin aspects and it just gets a bit more, it, it, it's a bit harder to get into. But once you get that flow going, once you've got your first team settled in like a league two, there's nothing like it. So I feel like I might have to re dip my toe, you know, maybe this yeah. is going to cause me to relapse without trying to trivialize that word. I mean, if, if, if you do, I, I completely sympathize Like, and come come for, for some sort of assistance and we'll, we'll try and, and, and heal you. Um, but there is there is definitely easy ways into it. Like there is, you can delegate a lot of stuff now. Um, but yeah, there is there's a lot of stuff in there to learn. So um, but uh, but yeah, if you do end up back there, then you'll be welcome with open arms. Oh, brilliant. Well, we, we do have one of the guys, Scott. He, he does do a bit of football manager stuff. And I think watch this space. He's going to do some more Newcastle based saves but mm -hmm. um we're here to to talk about football as well mm. the actual one the one played in the, the real, real world mm. yeah as much as those two doth you know overlap sometimes um first and foremost uh tony you're from washington is that correct yep yeah and again you've said you say in 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 your, in your special about how you didn't want to lose half your mates by going black and white or red and white you decided mm -hmm. to just choose Aston Villa and lose all your mates. Um, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> how, how did that happen? Did, was it from a young age? Did you just get an affinity with like, you so, know, the sticker book or something? So I'll be honest, I'm on the wrong podcast here. I was raised on the full end um, at Sunderland. Oh, wow. so, Can't all so, be perfect, um, man. Yeah, so that was that was the thing. So uh, predominantly, I'm, I am red and white, I guess, if I have a, a northeast allegiance. Um, but yeah, Sunderland, a village just sort of just, just jumped out at me for some reason. Like I think they'd just been promoted back. So I'm... So I'm 43. So mm -hmm. when I was picking my team, I was about seven or eight or whatever. Like Villa had just come back into the old Division One, so they'd actually been out of Division Two at the time, um, and they had players like sort of Gordon Cowan's coming through. And obviously, Nigel Spink had been there or thereabouts, um, and then like David Platt. And I don't know that. I don't know. Like it just Villa Park is like one of those like sort of iconic stadiums. You look at it mm -hmm. a bit like Sam Dory. When you see the Sam Dory Stadium, you look at it, and you're like, oh, that's a stadium. Like, and it just it never ages. Like, you know. It just there's something about it that just resonated. Like whether it was mm. you know the, the the color schemes and stuff, maybe played a part of it. It just looked different to everything yeah. else. Um, and I was like, yeah, all right, let's have a go with that. They're not particularly successful. Like at the time, the no, they weren't particularly successful. I didn't realize they were former European Cup winners at that point. I'm <laughs> seven or eight. What do I know? You know? Yeah. Um, but then I do a bit a bit of digging, and I'm like, actually, yeah, okay, right, I think I've done it right here. And then weirdly, it turns out there was like another family in my street in Washington growing up who'd also picked Villa and they were sort of like in and around my age. And years later, years later, like I, I move away. So I live down in, I live down South for a bit. I got, uh, I got tickets for Villa, Villa Newcastle to come back up. Right. And I'm on the phone to, to Villa sort of going like, oh, look, right. Get the tickets all booked up. Fine. Turn up at my mum's. I'm like, right. Where's my ticket for the match? She's like, it hasn't come. I'm like, it's not come. And I'm like on the phone to the, to the club going like, where's my ticket at? And like, oh, it's been delivered. And you know, we have like half a brain wave. You're like, I'm just going to knock on the lad down the street just to see, right? <laughs> and I knock on his house and I've not seen the lad for like 20 years or whatever. I knock on the, on the door and his mum answers and she was like, 
Is this your ticket for the match, Brian? <laughs> I was just like, yeah. Wow. So that is some luck that like. <laughs> there you go. So I guess yeah, the chance of there being two Villa fans in the same street in Washington in was Washington, just like yeah. far too much for the club to comprehend. So, but fair play, you stuck with it. I mean, I know there's plenty of. I mean, this is a total wild like turn right off the conversation. I was listening. I was reading Mark Wood, uh, the cricketer's book, mm-hmm. the other day, and like. He does all this thing where he kicks the ball at the stumps. He'll say Shearer or Aspria. And I've always thought, oh, Mint, he's a mag as well. He's a, he was a Newcastle supporter. Mm-hmm. But he says in his book, he said, I'm a Wimbledon supporter. Like, I've supported yeah. Wimbledon my entire life. And he says, because the sticker book, like, I, I saw it and I just fell in love with the shirt. And then ever since then, I've I've went, I've, I've now supported AFC Wimbledon. And, you know, I want to see the local clubs do well, but they're my team and I've never changed. And, uh, you know, you have to sort of respect that. A lot of people will be saying you need to be supporting that team, your local team. But, you know, that's what football's about. And it just fall in love with the club. But, you know, just a shame in your sense it was the wrong one, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, again, it depends upon which, which club you're on about there. So. <laughs> Could have been either. Um, so, um, I mean, have you lost many? Have you lost many friends because of that? In real I don't life, think I or? had many to start off with. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I became a comedian. Come on, let's see that. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, before, before we get into Villa, I mean, have you, have you ever seen the whole this sort of fake rivalry? I would call it uh, on Twitter. A certain amount of a certain nonsense, of, right? New, yeah, certain type of Newcastle <laughs> fan, certain type of Villa fan. Probably perpetuated by that awful day in 2009, 2008, 2009, when yeah. we got relegated under Shearer mm-hmm. and the, yeah. the top on the time banners. But mm-hmm. we've never let that go. Then Villa fans have, have always sort of, not all of them, but then all of a sudden with social media, it's like this uh, just weird it's... fake rivalry that I, I I don't believe in. I know other Villa fans I've spoken to don't believe in it, but then there's this, this just, I think it's been perpetuated by just throwing stuff at each other on Twitter all the time. Oh man, it's it's ridiculous. So I was at that game, believe it or not. Mm. Like I was actually at that match um, and we drove down. So again, like I was back up in the Northeast at the time. So we drove down um, quite a few of us, things about maybe 12 of us or something, drove from the Northeast to the game, parked all up and that. And, yeah, all right. You know, the game itself was was terrible. It was decided mm-hmm. by an, an own goal. It was just it was one of those things. You know. Yeah, fine. There's a banner hanging up. That's football fans. As a comedian, it's really difficult because like football banter is like really crap. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, like, yeah, like, level, the time is pretty. Yeah, nasty, like yeah. my like my level for humor is like there, and then the internet is like all the way down here, right? So mm-hmm. like literally, like I mean. Behind me, I've had people refer to this as the Tottenham Trophy Cabinet. That's the level of humour you get from the majority of football fans. Like, if we use that as a, like, oh, great, like, well done for that, right? Like, so this this banner thing, this gets blown way out of proportion. You know, tensions are up, you know, clubs have been relegated. It's And it's not one of those ones where they were bottom of the league all season and it was inevitable. It was just yeah. one of those things where it sort of slip, 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 and that was the game that did it, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, some fans take that a bit personally because it's football and people take football too seriously. And you're right. I don't think there's a rivalry, but the weird thing is whenever there's a game now, it's horrible. Mm. You can just feel it that there's just something like there's just a small percentage that just Mm -hmm. make this atmosphere. That's just like, cause I remember when I think when you came back up, I think I was at the fringe and you beat us six nil. I think it was. And like yeah, Andy yeah. Carroll just like had the game of his Patrick, life, yeah. and it was and like the amount of messages I got from Newcastle fans who are my mates going ah, and I'm like, so nah, <laughs> big I... deal, like, but oh man, it's it. I'm glad you're thinking there as well. Like, there's just nothing there, but 
some people are just desperate for something, aren't they? Yeah, and these days now, the comparisons are always getting made in terms of who's bought the better players, and we'll get onto the signings that Villa have made because they have made good signings. Mm. I think Newcastle United have made good signings, but there's good. There's, and, and I guess we'll get into Villa, Villa now. I mean, the first half of last season, we were almost living in a ten-year-old championship manager save and the fact that Steven Gerrard was Aston Villa's manager it was the mm-hmm. stuff you would have seen about 10 years ago on the game yeah. um, and things did not go too well um, even though a lot of people thought it was a, a good appointment but we won't talk, talk about that let's talk about Unai Emery mm. and the revelation he's had since being he's re- revelation he's been since coming in I mean what a job I mean I will say I was incredibly vocal about Steven Gerrard turning up in the first place and I right. feel like I was one of the only people in the planet who was saying, this is a ridiculous idea. This is a stupid decision. This is going to go really, really badly. And I had Rangers fans, of course, they weren't particularly happy with what I was saying about that. They were like, but he's been unbeaten. He's won the, the, the league. And I'm like, yeah, he's won one cup out of a potential nine. Like, mm. that's yeah, not great. Like, in Europe, yeah. like, granted, he's been unbeaten. You, you can't take that away. That's In fact, that's amazing, right? However, it was the COVID season when there was no fans, right? Mm. So sometimes, you know, clubs, if you're nil-nil at 20 minutes, the fans get on your back. He didn't have that pressure, right? So one one trophy out of nine, I said, like, right, it ain't going to work, right? It ain't going to work. Turns up and I'm like, oh, you know, because he's going to bring players like Coutinho in. And again, some football fans going, but Coutinho's amazing, Coutinho's brilliant. I'm like, he's, he's not. He's the wrong player for a club who is currently in a relegation battle. You don't bring a player like that in. And we were in a relegation battle even at the start of the season because you could see from the back end of the season before it just wasn't working. So bringing a Coutinho in is not there. You want a player who's going to roll their sleeves up and tackle a bit and, and rough things out. So there was just these square pegs, round holes, never going to work. And then he comes out going, you can't implement a passing style at Villa. It's going to take too long. And it's like, I don't think it is. So anyway, long story short, he goes, right? I have a lovely time. I have a party. I'm sort of sitting there going, you can all say sorry now, right? And I know I was right, so thank you, okay? And then I'm thinking, right, who are we going to get next? And my head's going, it's going to be Sean Dyche, it's going to be Big Sam, it's going to be Tony Pulis, and I'm going to be fine with them because they're the managers that we deserve at this point, okay? Dyche, I would have been, I was all for Dyche. I was like, right, we're in relegation, but I'll get him in. He's going to grind it out. Then Unai Emre's name comes out. And I'm like, there's no way Unai Emre is going to come to Villa. Don't be so stupid. And then there he is on the pitch. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) How have we convinced one of the best managers in Europe to come to Villa? Mm -hmm. He's just won the four billionth Europa League with Villarreal, (laughs) right? He's currently battling about in the Champions League spots. And then he's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I'll come back to the Premier League. Because the last time I was here, I managed Arsenal, who, you know, are quite good. Yeah, and I'm like, right, okay, fine. This is gonna be interesting. And then he rocks up, and he has this passing style that apparently we can't play, mm-hmm. but we can play it. And defense, say, defensive organization as well. I think that's one of the key things. Yeah. He seems a very like our manager is very meticulous. He's, you know, he's a hard working manager. Build it from the back. Build it from the back. Get the confidence back in the players. I mean, Tyrone Mings. Yes, he's got a mistake in him, right? Of course he has. But just give that lad an arm around his shoulder and go. Come on, you're the leader. Like, organize it. We believe in you. You'll be fine, right? And he does that. And then all these players, they're walking five and six inches taller. And you look at the form table and you keep reading it going, there's only Arsenal have got more points in like 
20 games. Yeah. That don't make sense. Because yeah. like, Arsenal are apparently having this incredible season. And but this is just Villa. And then all of a sudden, Villa are like sort of knocking on the door with like four or five games to go, going, are they going to sneak in the Champions League by yeah. accident? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I, fair. I was, I was, I was getting, I was looking. Well, there, there was a chasing pack. I mean, there was not mm. just you. There was you know, the Brighton, Brighton was up there, and then yeah. obviously Liverpool went on that mm-hmm. tear. But I remember thinking, then looking at the stats and being like, "Wow, they've got." I remember how many points Villa had more than Newcastle since Christmas. But it just mm. was testament to the, to the job he was doing. It was, it was, it was crazy. It was what, what a turnaround. And, it, and then you start thinking that. Going into this season, they've got a full summer under the belt. We've actually, obviously, mm-hmm. we met in, in this summer series thing and drew 3 3. It was a very funny game. Mm-hmm. But you think of it a few additions, but now the introduction of conference football, that's what you guys are in, isn't it? The Europe yeah, Conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Which is an opportunity to do maybe what West Ham did, but mm-hmm. not have it affect your league form, hopefully. I, I, yeah, I think it's one of those things. I think it's, I think, I don't think you can have both. I think it's one of those mm-hmm. ones where. You can't really have a European run and a successful league run this year. But from what I'm seeing, in order to to look to combat that, I think the recruitment from Villa, which mm-hmm. again, I suppose probably something that's been leveled at Newcastle also in the past before, recruitment tends to be a bit slapdash, really. There seems to be no thought behind it. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just buying names, like, all right, that name that'll that'll fix that position. That's great it's a name but it's not quite the, the player you want sometimes you want to play who's not a name but can just do the job and then you're looking at the players that Villa are bringing in and you're sort of sitting there going these are these are good players these these Very are good, good players, players yeah. that are coming in for oh we're not paying over the top for them mm-hmm. oh this this might actually work like and now yeah. I'm like it's really bizarre to look at this going we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade Two. Play it now with Game Pass. I think we we're a contender for Europe before a ball's been kicked. That. Because a lot really... of people making noises, like saying yeah. that you know, they don't expect Villa to do great. I mean, I mean, we're getting criticism from some levels of like you know Newcastle could get scuppered by this Champions League. They're not having to deal with it for a while. They've only signed three or four players, but I mean, not to talk about Newcastle too much. But mm. you've signed three, I think, three players, and Paul Torres, fantastic player mm. for the Real, knows the manager. Diaby, record signing. That's probably for me. I th- I say it's the riskiest one purely because I would have loved Newcastle to sign him. Mm-hmm. He's a very exciting player going forward. But again, you just don't know how these players are, are going to adapt to the league. I know it sounds he's, like a real stereotypical trope. He's but. either going to be incredible because it's a bit like Leon Bailey last year as well. Yeah, I thought that um, was an amazing signing. Like on paper, brilliant. But we didn't. We don't play with wingers. So it was mm. kind of like, why have we signed a winger? Which again goes back to this whole, there was no plan previously. Mm-hmm. Whereas now there is a plan. Like Buendia... Again, at the time, record signing thirty billion quid, but you've then got, but you've got Coutinho. You can't play two tens, mm. like, and then you've got this, and then you put Bailey in there, who, who you haven't got a wide player. So what? So already with with you going, what are you doing? Mm. But yeah, I think, and uh, um, you know, he he could well DRB, He could well be the the key that unlocks things, like you know, change yeah. stuff around. Like maybe Watkins comes out wide as well. Like if if he hits form 
and I know preseason, he's had a couple of really good games, and it is only preseason. But if he keeps that going, that's a very, very exciting player. Yeah. A very exciting player for the league, to be honest. And I think maybe also having these conference league games, I mean, there'll be some games where Emery will, will chop and change, but they are good sort of platforms with no disrespect to the teams in the competition to take a player, maybe if DRB struggles for the first couple of months, you put mm. him in that and he scores a brace or he gets a goal and an assist, it just lights a fire. Get the mm-hmm. well, who's to say, I mean, he might start like a house on fire anyway, but let's let's talk about one player, Yuri Tillemans, because that's mm. a player that a few Newcastle fans will, I saw say we should have been all over him. Other Newcastle fans were saying don't want to be anywhere near him. I think it's purely because of we've witnessed a Leicester side who we've played some fantastic football under Brendan Rodgers, then some absolutely atrocious football under Brendan Rodgers. Mm. We've seen us, we, Newcastle have beat them a couple of times, both when they were at the highs and the lows. And one of the things I noticed the most is when Tielemans was playing, when things got difficult, he sort of down tools, started mm. sorting, sauntering about, yeah, popping off, making some quite easy, pretty passes, but doesn't want to take the game by the scruff of the neck. Now, mm. Emery's a smart manager. Do you do you think that's a worry at all? Or do you think he's, you know, he's done his own work and he's not going to suffer fools, I guess? I think I can see why we've signed him. I think if you look at the teams that were apparently linked with him at the time, I know there was a lot of talk with Arsenal leading up towards the end of the season, going, oh, he'd, he'd fit the Arsenal style. Yourselves obviously mentioned there as well. Um, he was, I think he was free. Is yeah, that right? Like, good, yeah. so, I mean, okay, fair of whatever his wages are. It's it's not a massive mm-hmm. gamble per se. I think what we've got, I don't think he'll be a starter. I don't think he'll be the starting number 10. I think they're trying to get Wendia to be, um a bit more sort of consistent i think he's a good rotation with buendia i think um i think the fact we've got two really good defensive players behind him i think mcginn and and and, and douglas louise and mm-hmm. even kamara as well so three defensive players yeah. he can be it's we've never been in a position where we can have a luxury player never been in a position with a luxury player and that is one of those things that emery is managing to to bring this villa side to go it's a squad game and we might be playing conference league football, so we might need a, need a Tielemans who rocks up to some Slovenian side and bags four goals, and you can rest Jacob Ramsey for the, for that match, or um, you know maybe um, maybe you need something like a little unlocked at the last sort of few minutes of a game, and he turns up against Liverpool and he and he creates something, and he's there. You're right. You're not going to put him out to to grind out those those matches where they're going to be sat deep and and expect him to be the guy to to put his foot in all the time. But I think there's going to be moments where he'll be used. And I think it's very exciting. Very exciting. Have you seen the, have you, as well, have you seen the um, the body cam footage of him pre-season? Yeah, that was pretty cool, wasn't it? Like, yeah. Uh, makes you motion stuff. sick already. You're like, <laughs> okay, that's that's great. So, yeah, I think he's he's definitely an option. And and again, with hopefully a long season in front, um, we need options. And we've got a good youth set up, but to get a player who's got a bit of experience as your backup option, mm-hmm. that's not too bad. Plus, it no, means definitely can, can shift down Coutinho. <laughs> well, you might. I mean, you've got that nice little, dare I call it, a pawn shop over in Saudi. Like you can get some good money for some sort of low, low appreciating yeah. assets. Because mm-hmm. um, I mean, as much as I 100 percent appreciate that we are owned by these guys, and it's uh, problematic in the sense of the moral quandaries and all that. But that's a that's a conversation for a totally different day for a totally different time. The way Saudis are affecting football now is players like Coutinho who had a name, who is still not that old, has played for the Barcelona, has played for Bayern Munich, they'll see him and just be like, oh, well, 
35 million. We'll give you 35 million for him, surely. And I think if you, you probably take snap their hands off of that, yeah. I mean, especially in this, this world of FFP and having to contest and making sure that what you've gotten coming in and it, it spread across the books. Because I, I did hear mm. some some noises from one journalist saying that Aston Villa are risking sort of maybe flirting with, you know, going I into think the... so. I think so. I, th- I think where we are struggling is players like Coutinho are on massive, massive wages. I think Kamara's on, on a fair bit as well. And again, this this goes back to, to the Gerard era, I think, over overspending to get players in to convince them to be part of the club that were in a, a, a bad position, whereas now we're in a better position and I don't think we're paying as much in reality for those players. Like, I don't think Pau Torres is on 175 grand a week. I don't yeah. think Telemans is on 180 grand a week. Like, I could be wrong, of course, but I don't think they are. Um, but I also don't think that the sponsorship deals that they've got in place at the minute are reflective of, of a club that are in Europe because, to be fair, I don't think they were expecting to be there. So they mm. weren't able to negotiate a deal with, and again, a, a, a shirt sponsor which has dubious links anyway um, but again that's another yeah. conversation for another day um, yes isn't certainly. football great yes it's awesome isn't it well it's, it's all good it's all nice all mm-hmm. lovely it's what we um, wanted back but, in but yeah if we can ship a few players out and try and balance the books i think that would be that'll be a thing but yeah i think they're almost a victim of of of, of success by uh-huh. spending a bit more and then having they've got into europe and i guess was it someone said a couple of years ago you have to win the conference league to make two million quid if not, you make a loss. Like that's yeah, where you are. Crazy. So it's crazy, isn't it? But mm. I mean, before we briefly touch on the game at the weekend, what what are your expectations? Then what would you be happy with? As like think... a sort of a minimum this season, a minimum this season or top mm. half, top, top half. half. Like I'd, really? I'd still take top half. Eighth would be because the thing is, like the Premier League is really three leagues i suppose we can probably all agree with that there's there's, mm-hmm. there's the top four maybe to six if you want to sort of stretch put yourselves put liverpool like you no know, they're sort of like in with the quote-unquote the top four you know you're you, you, arsenal man city um you know liverpool manchester united tottenham like in yourselves there's probably six right villa kind of scratch around that little area with you know with, with now your new your new breeds of like your brightons and um mm-hmm. You know, Brentford's, I suppose, technically have done well the last couple of seasons. Then, of course, you've got essentially everyone else, really. Like, and then whoever comes up. I mean, like, and also, then the third league, you've got Luton, really. So, like, they're, they're <laughs> oh, just happy to be here, right? And I feel like they're going to get, their fans are going to be so sick of these sort of patting on the heads jokes. I, 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 hope, they, I hope they get some early results just to sort of. I think, because again, I've spoken to a few people about this. They've got a massive advantage in the fact that their stadium is unlike any other Premier League ground. Like yeah. it's compact, like you're right on top of people. Teams aren't gonna like playing there. You you fancy again, probably a bit of a football cliche, you fancy European football, your Telemans, for example, they're not gonna enjoy going there in <laughs> November, are they? This is the where you stroke. want yeah, this is when you want your 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 sort of your players who've just they're used to playing in like sort of sideways rain, like that sort of Thing. And that's going to be the equaliser. And if they can get some points at home, that's going to be their thing. Get their points at home. Anything they get on the road is going to be an absolute bonus. So I, I don't think my point essentially was that I don't think the bottom half of the Premier League is, is any better than the top half of the Championship. In fact, I think a lot of the bottom half of the Premier League teams would struggle in the top half of the Championship, mm-hmm. really. So if Villa can now compete in that sort of like second league, really, which is just the top half, I suppose, yeah, and push towards Europe, 
and again, you know, maybe historically it would sound strange going and battle your Brightons and your Brentfords mm-hmm. to get to Europe, then I think that's probably where where we're going to be looking at in and around that that top eight, I suppose. Really, um, I, I, I see us, I see us, sort of being sort of rivals this this season along with your Brighton. trying to downplay like all this media prediction of Champions League. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Trying to play that down. But <laughs> let's not talk about that just yet. Yeah, let's just keep that just on yet. the down, right? But I, but I, going into the game, like I'm like I'm saying, I feel like we're on as much as the well documented takeover in Newcastle, and but still the hard work that Eddie Howe's put in to pretty much make us an overnight success. It feels like 18 months. It's a short amount of time in football. Some shrewd signings and all, of, and and a and a you know the the cards falling in our favour. A great season hmm. from us. A couple of bad seasons from some other teams. And next thing you know, we find each other, find ourselves in the Champions League. But then Villa as well, they've been on this six-month trajectory, which has skyrocketed them to European football, however the level. Um, and they'll look uh, put it on again this this season with the signings that they've done. So I feel like it's two, it's a, it's good. I think it's one of the mouthwatering ties of the opening weekend next to Chelsea mm-hmm. and Liverpool to see what Chelsea do. How do you see it playing out? Do you think it's going to be? It's I don't see it being a three-three like in the summer series because we were all the same. Maybe, maybe. Um, not. I, I think we were both experimenting with some stuff there. I think we yeah. um, we, we we had a back three which had Paul Dummett in it. God bless him. And mm. Unai Emery, regardless of the, how many times we got in behind Villa, just kept that high line pretty much on the halfway mm. line. So I don't see that being the same. But do you still feel that it's going to be a an insane affair? I think it, I think it will be entertaining. I think um, I think if you score first, then mm-hmm. we've got a lot of work to do. Um, I think if Villa score first, then I think that there's a, a new belief in Villa that they could lock a game out if needs to be, which I don't think has been there for a few years. I think we would both take a draw quite happily. I think if if, we, if it was offered to us, go, would you take a draw? Yeah, take a draw. Like, because you want to kind of be, if we're talking about these teams being up and in and around the same sort of neck of the woods come the end of the season, then ideally you want to take points off those teams. But if it's a draw, it's a good indication of going, this is two fairly decent sides, you know, and mm. it puts a marker out to the rest of the league going, yeah, they, they're going to be taken seriously, you know? Yeah, for, for me, I'd say, I mean, Unless it's against one of your bigger sides, and that's no disrespect to Villa, because like I'm saying, we're on par. Oh, like your Arsenal's, your Liverpool's, your Man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I'll take a draw, but I mean, for me, when you're playing teams like Brighton or Villa, I think when if we were away from home, I'd be saying I'd take a draw. If it home, home. It all depends what happens in the game. You offer mm-hmm. me a point when we if we go one nil down. Yeah, it's going to be different. Mm-hmm. However, if we're one nil up or whatever, you, you want a win. And I think with the, the, the games Newcastle have coming up, we've got City and Liverpool the second and third, then Brighton. I mean, again, no disrespect to Brighton and Villa. They're the ones we're going to be looking to try and take maximum points from, as yeah, difficult 100%. as it's going to be. But, I mean, I just feel like there's going to be some interesting battles all over the park. You've got Diaby mm-hmm. probably starting. We've got the likes of, I mean, we've got options in our attack. And now Isak, Harvey Barnes, Anthony Gordon looks reinvigorated over the summer. So I think that would be very a very top-heavy game. And as much as we were the joint best defence in the league last season, we struggled to keep clean sheets in the second half of the season. So it, it's just it's there's some interesting, you know, and narratives as, there. As as the season progressed as well, there was that period, wasn't it, where you were struggling to score goals as well and struggling to break teams down, mm-hmm. yeah. which again could be a worry. Um yeah. going forward. I know you've brought in players like Tenali who can maybe even ping ping a ball around. Mm-hmm. Um but I think that you mentioned he, he's out there. I think a very interesting battle will be him versus Pau Torres because obviously uh-huh. they'll know each other from Spain. And yep. I think that that's two big, strong lads going mm-hmm. at it 
for the whole mm-hmm. match. That's going to be that. You might just want to watch that. Ignore the rest <laughs> of the game. That's going to be a that's going to be UFC worthy. That that's yeah, like, I'm going to keep an eye fucking... on that. Like, but, but like you said, this is going to be quality littered all over the pitch, and that's what's going to make a good game. But I'll I, we've we've kept you longer than I'd hoped. So I really appreciate okay, no. your time, Tony. Pleasure. So I'm just going to give you a very easy question. What do you think the score is going to be? Two two. Two two, Desmond. Mm. Two two. Um, I'm going to try and be optimistic and say, John, you know I'm going to say three one, and it's not because we're going to win comfortably. I think it's going to be one of those ones where one nil, one one, two one, Villa all over us for twenty five, last twenty five minutes, and we, and we score on the break or from a free kick mm. or something. But that's me being super pessimi- uh, optimistic. And anyone who's ever watched me do this before knows that I'm the biggest pessimist going. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> that's it for this one, Tony. Again, thank you so much for your time. Um, if you wanted well. to let the guys know, I mean, what what are you up to? Where can we find you and all that good stuff? Yeah, so most of the time at the minute, um, we are starting to make a slow return back to comedy. So um, obviously, you follow me on Twitter. That's uh, at Tony James. Or X is called now. You have to, yes. have to follow me on X. Um, <laughs> at Tony Jameson, that's for any sort of like comedy stuff, um, which we'll post out there. Uh, Twitch is where I'm mainly hanging out these days uh, to replace comedy. So that's uh, twitch.tv forward slash Tony Jameson FM. Um, that's where we do the British Steel Challenge. That's where we get a lot of football manager content on there. So uh, it's me. Chatting away, eating loads of trifles as well. That seems to be my thing. <laughs> Somehow we we ended up eating a trifle on stream one night. I was having me tea, and that's become the thing now. So, um, so there's lots of trifle based <laughs> stuff and a lot of football manager. Um, and then of course the FM show, which is a podcast, which you can get uh, at all the places you get podcasts uh, and YouTube as well. So, um, but yeah, no, thank you very very much for having me. I really enjoyed it. So it's going to be great. Brilliant. Well, hopefully we'll have you on again very soon. Um, but best of luck for the rest of the season. But maybe not starting on Saturday. Anyway, <laughs> everyone else, thank you so much for watching. Um, if you're new to the channel, please, please like, share, subscribe. If you're not new to the channel and you haven't liked this video, what you do and go down there to literally a tiny little scroll down, press the like button, comment on this, just interact with us, have some fun. I hope we enjoy this new season and we've got a lot of good stuff coming uh, on this on this channel for you. So thank you very much for watching and we'll see you again soon. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.